my name is Megan. And my name is Ari. And this this is Unapologetically Girl. We have come together to bring information to live the healthiest lifestyle and bring relevant information into your life. We are not doctors and always suggest discussing health content with your doctor before deciding if these lifestyle changes are beneficial to you. Information gathered comes from our personal experience, online articles, and relevant books. I have a background in marketing and a passion for personal development. I personally have a background in social work, and thus my perspective will come from the mental health challenges I have witnessed in myself and others. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy. It does feel like it's been forever since we've recorded because when we recorded our last episode, we recorded it a few months ago, but then we just released it. So it's only been about like two weeks. That's why I was like, I feel like we haven't talked in so long, but that makes sense. That makes sense. So yeah, the winter was hard, <laughs> which we talked about in our last episode with like seasonal affective disorder and how it was affecting us and everything. But I feel like this winter was especially rough. Oh, for sure. I don't know what it is, but we were just talking about this too, how the months like January, February, March, it's just cold. Like, you know, we don't (laughs) have anything to look forward to other just really, really cold and icy and dead. (laughs) I was thinking the other day that like, I feel like it's even colder now than it was around Christmas time. But it's also kind of like a stale cold, frozen, and there's like no purpose because like Christmas is gone. Exactly. I look forward to winter with Christmas. And now that it's January, it's just cold. In my head, I'm like, there's no reason for this, <laughs> even though there's plenty of reasons why it's cold in January. But yeah, it's just dead and cold and sad. And mm-hmm. like, how in the world? I will say, though, like in our last episode, we talked about um, just things that we've been trying. And I will say consistently taking vitamin d has helped me so much and maybe it's just like a residual effect and in conjunction with like reading this book which has given me like a huge um new drive very motivating i agree yeah it just put a lot of things in perspective for me i've been journaling almost every day and then also using my planner every single morning and i feel like that's helped me so much just with the reward from like achievements and like getting things done and accomplishing things has like put me in like a better mood each day so yeah that's definitely been working really well for me to help push me through the winter blues the winter blues oh (laughs) we're almost out of them we're almost out of them but you know the other thing is too like we need to stay in the present and I feel like the reason I don't like the winter so much is because it's really difficult for me to stay in the present which is something I struggle with already what do you mean like I just struggle with the staying present-minded I'm always like future-minded and so I'm always like looking towards like the next thing the next best thing the next (laughs) event yeah and it's not good it's not good for my mental health I need to be happy in the present um, in the now in the now and like live my life in the now instead of keep looking like oh well when I'm in this stage of my life like I will be happier (laughs) or yeah 
your brain just like tricks you into thinking things like that and that's like the worst the worst thing I feel like do. last year all I did was live in the present and I kind of just like got stuck with that and then I start goal setting more and like getting more future-minded and now I feel like I'm on the verge of only thinking about the future because I'm like what's my next goal what's my, ne- what's my next plan what's what's on my to-do list for tomorrow I need to plan out my week I need to plan out the future future so I need to like take a second and refocus on finding balance between <laughs> future and present for sure really though finding balance it's all like it's a juggling game right like we're not perfect and as much as I would really like to fit be perfect whatever, <laughs> yeah whatever perfect mold that I've had in my mind since I was you know a little kid yeah like I always wonder I'm like where did this come from like where why am I and the way that I am why am I the way that I am like why did I end up this way (laughs) but that's a story for a different a different time so we talked about this at the end of our last episode we let you guys know that we were going to be discussing the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert in this episode and going over like what we loved about it and there's probably going to be lots of spoilers so if you haven't read it and want to be sure to do that before you listen to the rest of this. But yeah, we're just going to go over like all of our favorite parts about the book and kind of why it inspired us and why it, in- why it impacted us during, especially like this point in our lives. I'm really excited to dive into this because I, this book has just given me a newfound excitement and really understanding of what I'm missing in my life and how I can create and like fill that void that I was feeling um because this book in a sense is talking about our creative self and how we all are creative beings and if you don't think that you are creative like slap yourself in the face because you literally create something every single day like whether you're creating an outfit that you're putting on you're creating Um, maybe a meal you're putting together like a dish or you're putting together essentially even like your life you're you're creating and by just from decision decision you're creating your life into the masterpiece that you see it being yeah now a lot of people have yet to figure out that um, creative skill and they think that life just happens to them but Well, I also love how she explains creativity also in more than just like the limited regular definition that everyone goes by. It's not just being an artist. And if you're you're either an artist and you're creative or you're not and you're not creative. Um, The way that she talks about creativity is like a wide span of things. So I also like that as well. It doesn't limit you. Well, yeah, she talks about it as like a create like you are. Oh, I had it in my mind. It's how you express. So your expression. It has nothing to do with if you are deemed an artist by, you know, the community at large. But it has yeah. everything to do with your expression and how you express yourself. And that's what creativity is, at least from my understanding of this book. It was really, really cool. Yeah, and that, like, living a creative life is a more amplified life, like a bigger life, a more fulfilled life, a more joyful life too. Because you're expressing yourself, right? You're expressing yourself in the way that you feel. 
And I think a lot of us, sometimes we don't have the courage to express ourselves in that way. Or to even like go after something that we're passionate about full heartedly or tell people that like we like a certain hobby or whatever. It definitely takes courage to live creatively and let people around you like see your personal expression and everything. Um, I also love how she talks about fear in the book and how she relates it to fear is boring and you shouldn't like let fear define you, but you should also make room in your life for fear. You just shouldn't always listen to it. One of my favorite quotes, actually, and I had it highlighted in my book from the first time I read it. This is my second time around reading it. And it's argue for your limitations and you get to keep them. And that just like sat with me so well the first time I read it. And again, this time, like if you argue for your limitations, you can keep them. So it's like making all those excuses and like, well, this is the reason why. Well, this is the reason why, you know, I don't know. That was one of my favorite parts for sure. That is interesting because I I really like that. But it's funny how that didn't necessarily stand out to me when I read it. But like the different things that stood out to me, um, like you said, just the comment, plainly, fear is boring. Yeah. (laughs) I loved that because I have grown up as a very fearful child and have always struggled with anxiety about new things and you know, the complex of perfectionism and, well, if I'm not going to be perfect at it, then why even try? Right? Yeah, that can be so stalling sometimes. So stalling. And it's like that idea of just being fearful to even try anything, like that gets boring. That's boring. Or sometimes it's so time-wasting. Like, oh, I know there are so, so many wasting. times in like with like previous jobs or previous tasks where I just wanted it to be so perfect that I spent an extra amount of time trying to like find the perfect picture or the perfect caption or the perfect something. And then like an extra 30 minutes later, I ended up going with the first thing that I did because I couldn't figure out something better. And then it was like, oh, I just wasted all that time from like the back and forth of trying to make it perfect when it was good enough just from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And like all you have to do is change your mindset of saying, well, this is this is me. This is what I'm leading with today. This is where my creativity led me today. <laughs> yeah. And that um, voice of hers throughout the book of just like showing up for yourself. In- oh, yes. I so love that. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Um, one of the other things that just really stuck out to me in that first um, section, bravery means doing something scary fearlessness means not even understanding what the word scary means and I love yeah that distinction is so real (laughs) so real and really it's like we do scary things every single day like I probably drive my car like fearless with fearlessness (laughs) because it doesn't cross my mind uh, how scary it really is to drive until yeah. I get to work and then I see like five car accidents patients oh, gosh. and it's yeah. really scary but yet I have to you know work myself up to like go and talk to somebody <laughs> oh my gosh right and I'm like that's not <laughs> even scary like why uh, why is I'm- that the thing that I have to have bravery for you know I remember when I was a kid I was such a shy kid and I used to like 
I remember one time I was like at the pool. It was like a public pool and I wanted to be friends with this girl that was next to us. And so I asked my mom to go over there and introduce us so that I could be friends with her and I could play with her. And my mom, I think I was like eight or nine. She was like, I'm not going to do this for you anymore. You need to learn to introduce yourself, go over and talk to her yourself. And it was so difficult for me, but like my mom made me do that. And so I started getting practice with it. But even as an adult, it's still hard sometimes to like get up the courage to like introduce yourself to someone or just even like go over to someone and have a conversation with that you don't even that you don't regularly talk to well and it's funny because the fact that she's bringing this up in our book or in her book (laughs) is like a universal fact that this is something everyone goes through yeah and maybe not everyone in the same way but everyone to an extent Um, which is why fear is boring because it's mass produced everyone has it so don't make it what's special about you (laughs) a hundred percent um one of the first things that she says in in this book it's a question she says do you have the courage to bring forth the treasures that are hidden within you and i've been really pondering that question in my own life like with my practice i like spent all this time going to school getting a master's and now working and I'm like oh boy I don't think that I like was cut out for this I'm not again perfect enough for this or maybe (laughs) I say the wrong thing sometimes maybe I don't lead with you know the right therapy modality and oh I forget like all of the things to do and that's when I was like wait a second do I have the courage to bring forth whatever treasures are within me and show them to the world? And that's really all I need to do. Like, I just need to bring forward my best self with the knowledge that I do have. Because, yes, I didn't just sleep through school. And I do <laughs> yeah, have... that was hard work. <laughs> I, I do have some, some knowledge. And just showing up each day with like the best intentions and with that that's the first step to just building that self-confidence within me and you know showing up for the world too yeah I love that so much too because I feel like a lot of people don't feel like there's anything special about them that like they can offer that they can like pursue or bring forward and even if you do feel that you have something to offer it can be so easy to forget sometimes. And so rereading through that section definitely was a reminder to me of like, I do have a lot to like bring to the table and I should have the courage to like pursue what I'm passionate about and have confidence that when I show up, I'm bringing a lot to the table. I feel like I've used that phrase a little too (laughs) repetitively (laughs) so far, but I don't know how else to phrase it. But yeah, I love that part so much too. Well, and If you are a self-conscious person, like I am a little bit, um, she talks about this idea of multiple discovery and how this gets like a little bit, you know, existential, but this idea that there's a bunch of ideas floating out in the universe and they're just waiting for somebody to grab hold and take charge of their idea and bring them to life yeah and bring them to life and sometimes it happens like more than once um 
she says in the business world for instance there there's a general understanding that a big new idea is out there floating around in the atmosphere and that the person or company to grab hold of it will likely seize the competitive advantage and i think of like all of the startup companies like so many people have started just different small companies and i mean the entrepreneurial world is out there and there are ideas just out there and it's crazy to think of some of these things that people have come up with and i would have to say that the universe is probably part of that (laughs) yeah and building on like the analogy that she talks about in the book that ideas are like floating around out there trying to find someone to like fulfill the idea um I also love how she talks about, like, so when an idea finds you, someone who can bring it into the world, it pays you a visit. If you don't fulfill the idea, it'll move on to someone else. And that's how multiple people can come up with, like, the same idea and be like, hey, you stole my book idea. I was writing that <laughs> book. You just published it first. And it's like, <laughs> um, but, like, if you're you're not at the right spot in your life to give that idea 100% of your effort, you know, it'll float off and go find someone else who will. Um So kind of also like committing yourself to creative living and to pursuing your ideas and everything and like showing up 100% every day. I love that as well. But yeah, I love that analogy. It's such a good way to explain ideas and to like wrap your mind around it. And well, and it like takes off the edge because then it's like, okay, this you can let go of some of the idea being totally yours if it's like a bad idea or if you're not ready to act on it you can just say you know what there's gonna be other ideas and you can let it go like you can let it go and you can just rest assured that another idea is gonna come up in your life and you will be able to have the chance to act on it again and i think that's beautiful just yeah kind of like this passage that she said um and this i love but she states i am a child of god just like anyone else i am a constituent constituent of this universe (laughs) i have invisible (laughs) spirit benefactors who believe in me and who labor alongside me the fact that i am here at all is evidence that i have the right to be here i have the right to my own voice I have a right to my own vision. I have a right to collaborate with creativity because I myself am a product and a consequence of creation. I am on a mission of artistic liberation. So let the girl go. I like read that and I was like, I need to post this up somewhere just because it resonated with me so much. The fact that we're here is mind boggling enough. Um. And so, yeah, we do, and we do have the rights, just like everyone else. Yeah, you have a right to speak up, a right to have a voice, a right to be creative and pursue anything you want to. Yes, 100%. And I am so grateful for everyone who did, in the past, stand up and have brought us beautiful, like, art, beautiful music, beautiful talks beautiful books even like standing up in history and making history books yeah that is beautiful in of itself yeah and so inspiring for generations to come 
Yeah, I also love how she's like, this is how I want to spend my life, collaborating to the best of my ability with forces of inspiration that I can neither see nor prove nor command nor understand. And I love that so much of just, this is how I want to spend my life, creatively living and doing my best to collaborate with inspiration as I go. In the very beginning, she talks about how like the book's kind of like the focus of the book is like your relationship with creativity in your life. And so I really loved that. I think it, that's like towards the end of the second part of the book, but I highlight, highlighted that and I was like, that's how I want to live my life too. That's how I want to live my life. <laughs> Just a lot of really thoughtful ideas. One of the ideas that I kind of was wondering what you thought about Megan is the idea around higher education. I think she says higher education is nothing more than proof of their own legitimacy, proof of that they are for real as creative people because their degree says so. And I remember being in college and one of the most useless degrees that you could get from my opinion this is purely my opinion um but also it kind of brought this up in this book was an art degree like (laughs) because I'm like dude you're spending so much money on this especially like an art degree from uh Utah State yeah (laughs) this isn't some you know fabulous art school and I was like boy unless you're planning to like really be an entrepreneurial like an entrepreneur and pursue your dreams as an artist like heavily yeah if it's your life mission like you can do that without college yeah I love that too it's like so many people I feel like stop or don't go after what they want because they feel like they don't have the proper accreditation to do it um I don't have enough knowledge in this area so I'm not going to go after my dream job or my dream this or you know like I've never taken an art class so why would I try drawing something or painting something um and it's like you know I I went to college I have my degree I feel like two-thirds of the way through it I kind of was like started thinking about the value of a degree and how much people actually use it and how much weight society puts on having a degree and once you have a degree then like you're a professional and it like gives you a bit of status and just all of that stuff and I love how she like points out that you don't need you don't always need higher education to pursue your goals in life if you need to learn something you can learn it along the way um she talks about that with like her books and her writing in like the beginning and I love that so much because it shouldn't ever stall you from pursuing what you want to pursue just because you don't have that higher education you should get started living creatively now and learn what you need to learn along the way and yeah I love that so much well and one of the things like the next kind of thing is like having that persistence to okay yes you don't do like a formal higher education or formal college but having the persistence to pursue your own education and educate yourself maybe in cultures educate yourself in anything that you're interested in because your education is not over until you say it's over and yeah you can decide to start whenever like 
I was always under this impression, this false, horrible impression that if you didn't learn something when you were a kid, there was no way you would ever learn it. And so I didn't get to learn how to snowboard or ski when I was a kid. And so this past winter, I decided, okay, I'm not a very good snowboarder. I've been <laughs> a handful of times and I can bomb down the hill and that's about it. Um, but I would love my daughter to learn how to ski. Well, <laughs> I need to learn how to ski. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't even know how to ski yet. Um, so I started to kind of learn how to ski and man, I, every single time I just, I suck. I'm, I just <laughs> roll down the hill. I just, uh, it's been a, it's been hard. It's been hard to learn, but I'm having so much fun. So yeah, much it's fun. never too late. Yeah. And creating something that's for me, a really good outlet especially during the winter months and it's something hard and it's embarrassing and I'm overcoming those thoughts and I'm yeah. being brave and I'm learning something. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of the book is also because something that stopped me a lot is fear, fear of sharing content with others, um, fear of like, you know, just sharing anything that I create with anyone. Even at the beginning of this podcast, I was nervous to share um, this podcast with the world, with my friends, with people around me, even though I was so inspired and having so much fun and so proud of what I had created. Um, but it was like the fear of like what people are going to think. And in the book, she says, um, so this isn't a direct quote, but she, it's like, what if people enjoy what you put out? What if people hate, ignore, misunderstand, attack whatever you've created? And then she says, just smile sweetly and suggest as politely as you possibly can that they go make their own fucking art. Then stubbornly, <laughs> <laughs> then stubbornly continue making yours. And I was like, that's such a good mindset to have of just like, I'm going to put out the content that I create. This is like my creativity that I'm sharing. And <laughs> whatever the opinion is that anyone else has, you know, they can go create their own thing. <laughs> And just stubbornly continue to keep doing what you're doing. I loved that so much. A hundred percent. That's like probably the main thing that I've gotten out of this book is to kind of just say fuck it. <laughs> and yeah. just, you know, live a more freeing life. And you're really, you are the one that's making yourself, you know, putting yourself in this box or... Yeah. You're the one that's not allowing yourself to share your creativity or, you know, you're putting yourself in this box through fear or just different things. Or even to, like, grow or learn more about yourself. Yeah. Or, you know. A hundred percent. I don't know. It's just very interesting how this person, this, this lady right here, <laughs> Miss, Miss Elizabeth... Who's also I, the author of Eat, Pray, Love. Oh, yeah. Amazing. So right? she's had a lot of success in her career. But yet she's talking about how like even she herself has had to like work through fear and used to be a very fear-based person when she was like a child. And, you know, then she had the realization fear is boring. And then she wanted to share her perspective on all of this with like the world. And yeah. 
Yes. Like, she is an inspiration. And she, for some reason, knew exactly what she needed to say to, like, reach me. Yeah. And how crazy (laughs) is that, that she knew that I needed to hear these things. But it also goes to show we're all not that different. Like, I think we all kind of want things for ourselves they might be different things but we want things for ourselves and we want to feel fulfilled and to live with joy and like what how we're living and that's yeah, what like she's live doing. a fulfilled life yeah you know and sometimes I feel like definitely last year I got in the habit of just doing the same thing every day day in day out is like the same exact tasks and then I feel like I was kind of like asleep all of last year. And then towards the end of the year, I started like goal setting and working on all these changes. And now I feel more alive than I have in a long time. And it's amazing. (laughs) So that's definitely one of the biggest takeaways from this book is that um, you can live like a really full, abundant life if you have the courage to live creatively beyond fear. So thank you so much, Elizabeth Gilbert, for writing (laughs) this book. Thank you so much. It has definitely impacted me so much. (laughs) Like this, I needed idea to hear it. That floated it's like a good to slap you. in the face to get going. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, like this was just really good, and um, she kind of ends the book with <clears throat> a couple of things, like putting everything in perspective. That like, hey, <clears throat> sorry. Oh my goodness, <laughs> you will fail. Like, there's no doubt that you will fail. And if you don't have that idea of, like, I'm going to fail, like, as whatever it is in my life, just, like, prepare yourself up front. So then it's, like, you know, like, oh, well, that's that's lame. Like, I knew I was going to fail. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, learn how to endure through the disappointment and yeah. the frustration because it comes with the package of living a creative life. And without – And an inspired life. Without that, like – frustration and that you know almost that struggle like would you be able to appreciate what you create like would you be yeah able if it to was just easy it? yeah if it was just easy it's like oh oh it's definitely not really doing it you know yeah. you don't get like a lot of satisfaction from like a job well done because you worked really hard on it yeah because like if it comes easy like that's boring like yeah I don't know. You didn't really put yourself out there if it was easy. Yeah. I mean. It doesn't take a lot of courage to do something, you know. <laughs> doing the dishes is easy, right? Like, I don't. Woo! Win. <laughs> I don't Kidding. get a lot of satisfaction about doing uh, of doing the dishes. Yeah. That's just, that's easy. That's boring. That's lame. Whatever. But when I, you know, sit down and talk with a different, difficult patient and I put myself out there and I try and I follow, you know, my teachings, and I show up for that person, I come out of that, and I'm like, wow, that was beautiful. I just created a moment with somebody that, you know, hopefully was very powerful, but if it wasn't even powerful for them, at least it was powerful for me. It's cool. Yeah, I just switched over to, like, a new job at the very tail end of last year, and that came with so many frustrations because I had to learn so many new things and there was so much coming at me all the time but now I've accomplished so much and every day when I accomplish my tasks it's so rewarding and so fulfilling that I've started to like love my work so much um so definitely 
I feel like the harder we have to work at things, the more reward and like fulfillment we get out of them because we know it wasn't easy. A hundred percent. You have so much more respect for yourself too when you show up in that way. And it can be like very difficult, you know, sometimes to like show up for yourself even. But when you do, it's so rewarding. One thousand percent. I just can't get over how really this was a really good book to start off the new year with and really oh I so agree help especially with you know as I was struggling with a lot of seasonal depression and feeling just a lack of energy a lack of desire to do tasks I'm finding that with this kind of mindset shift that this book has kind of helped me create I have a new drive of experiencing life again and yeah an excitement to create yeah I definitely recommend picking up this book if you feel like you're in a slump or you're just like not in the mood to like set goals for the year or you just like feel like your life is like just the same thing every day and you're looking for like inspiration or something new or just to like change your mindset I highly recommend this book it's a quick read it's an easy read and I think it's one of the I want to say that this book has had the biggest impact on me from all the other books I've read. So, well, I give it five out of five. And it's Amazing. not like one <laughs> that like is like a self-helpy, like has that kind of vibe. She's yeah, not, not like telling you like, oh, you should do this. Like you need to implement all of these different things and your life will be perfect. She's just like showing you her perspective on creativity yeah her point of view on fear creativity and just like living life to the fullest yeah it's not anything about like what you should do or you know it's nothing like that it's just sharing a perspective and how grateful I am she shared her perspective because now I have internalized it and also can benefit from that perspective Yeah, it definitely is like a mental shift reading the book and can totally, I feel like it definitely put me into a good headspace and mood to come into the new year and stay working on goals and being creative and living a life that I want to live, (laughs) for sure. Well, welcome to 2023. I know, I feel like this year is already we're almost to like the end of January and I feel like I blinked and now we're here. It's moving too fast. (laughs) So good. I'm so can't believe it's here, but also we all knew it was coming. Just, yeah, it's crazy. My little, little self is just like, wow. I never thought I'd see this day. Yeah. It's definitely been like the most productive January I've ever had especially with goal setting and like just all of these things. But also I feel like that's made it go by so fast because I'm doing so much every day that I feel like January is going to be over tomorrow and then February is <laughs> going to be halfway through and then it's going to be the end of the year. And then I'm going to have to look back and be like, what did I do? What did I do? <laughs> just kidding. But oh, the days pass slow and the weeks pass fast and, it's just crazy. Time is time is an illusion, and it's insane. And we all need to be more present. And we all as need we were to be more present in the beginning. <laughs> Soak oh. up the now. 
All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode, guys. And uh, we hope you tune in next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.